my gosh. Well, good evening and welcome to the Yeah You Ride podcast. What you just heard there was a little incident at this past weekend's Ridgen Cyclocross Festival, which we'll get into more detail later. Mm. I am the Bodie Bodie. I am Sachirio. And I am the T-Bone. JK. This is Emily Pizza Boss. This it. We have a special guest tonight. Uh, my partner in all CX crime. Remember also my roommate. And my girlfriend, <laughs> Emily Bissett, has joined the podcast, the aforementioned Pizza Boss. She's standing in for the T-Bone Myers, who can't be with us tonight, as he's on a family vacation. So, Emily, thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah, anytime. It's fun. Nice to be here. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, wow, what we had a, another busy weekend of cross. Um, I'm exhausted on this Monday. I have a major cross hangover. I told Emily this morning that I didn't want to do anything, but I had a full day of work. That's right. I got a full day of relaxation and rest. I'm jealous. Probably plenty of time with uh, the cat, Bunny. A little bit of napping. Yeah. Cat napping. Uh, how about you, Matt? How was your weekend? Um, well, I had a full weekend of cross, watching cross racing on TV. And... Uh, also, I spent most of this weekend uh, clearing out and sorting out my pain cave. That's true. You tagged me on a on, a, on an Instagram mm. post, and it mm. said pain cave goals. And mm. I was I was like, oh, whose pain cave is is Matt tagging me in? And then I realized it was yours. Yeah, I did a little work on it. Got a got it all set up and ready to go. Did you uh, tag Bodie because you realize that we are working on our own pain cave over here? Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on. I think. Yeah, a little techno techno talk. Techno talk. Techno time. Yeah. So Matt, um, I haven't seen you on a bike recently. Neither have I. I <laughs> and so I'm just curious. You started working on your pain cave. Does that yeah. mean something? You've got something planned, or yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back at it. Get back on the hamster wheel. So, uh, well, you've you know. had an injury, so I, I didn't know if you've got something to like. Are you? I haven't. I still haven't uh, got my TUE sorted out yet. So, uh, just waiting on that. But uh, yeah, just gonna try and. Uh, Ride a bit. I'll try and I think I'm going to try and do the uh, DSGP New Orleans just for shits and giggles, really, more than anything, because I'm certainly not going to be in any com- kind of competitive shape. But uh, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's great. I know that you're suffering a little bit of hip hip pain, but yes, if you, if you yeah, I mean, like someone said to me the other day, like even if you don't think you're going to win a race, you should still go out and race. So the idea that some folks who, if they can't get on the podium, then they don't want to race hmm. cross. Hmm. Um, that sounds like something I've said to you before. You About like me? Personally, yeah. Yeah, didn't that happen rec- uh, not too long ago, I seem to remember. What do somebody, you mean? Somebody dropping out of a race because... Uh, because they just uh, didn't feel like they were being competitive. They were competitive enough. Enough. Wait, are you saying that was me? Hmm. It was uh, the uh, one down, uh, not too far from here. 
I don't know. Down I don't know about that. I'm your race. Your racing has evolved. Your your attitude about racing has evolved yes. over the over the years that we've been dating. Totally, totally agree. And it's an, this year I have just blind up at races with I came into racing with this season with no training. Pretty much done more race than I've ever done in a season. Pretty close to my busiest seasons. Um, but really gone at it with the attitude of having a good time and just trying to learn stuff. Honestly, just trying to learn new things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there something on the, um, is there a feature on the course that requires a new skill or is a skill of mine that's rusty and, and working on that. And, uh, so far I've, you know, I've got last place more than a couple times. Uh, I've had epic battles to not get last, which have been almost enjoyable as races where I've won races. Yep. Cause honestly, I think anytime I've won a race, I usually, I was in a race where I was much more skilled than the people in that race. And so it's almost more fun to have a epic battle with someone until the last lap. Sure. Um, yeah, you're speaking my language right now. Yeah. I mean, with the women's racing right now, that's a lot. That's how I feel a lot of the time. I, I'd almost rather be fighting for second to last place than yeah getting an easy win or you know not having people to fight with. Well, you're going to have some pretty epic battles probably coming up in Tulsa and at U.S. Nats. I am. I will be fighting not to get last, for sure. Well, speaking of easy wins, shall we <laughs> uh, Shall we go over to Europe for a little bit? Yeah, let's go to Europe and uh, see what's happening with the pros. Yeah. So my favorite thing to do every time we talk about pro cross, my new segment is who's number one. Mm. Shout out to Colt McElwain who had that show about American Cross. But this is this is the point of the show where I'm going to quiz you guys mm. on who's number one ranked UCI rider in both men and women's categories. Okay. So in order to answer, you need to say your name. So Emily, you, if you wanted to answer, you would say Emily, and then I would call on you. Okay. All right, we ready? First question. Yep, let's go for it. So, who's ranked number one in the world in men's cyclocross? Uh, Wout Van Aert. Oh, shoot, Matt. Matt. I guess it wasn't Wout Van Aert. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Wout is still number one, mm. believe it or not. And I actually was in, in Vanderpool's number two, Tuner's is third. And I was actually curious how Wout is continuing to stay at number one. And I realized that. MVDP has maxed out all his C1s, right? So he can't get any more points for C1s. He can't gain points on Wout. Hmm. The only place, because you only get so many, um, you get eight C1s entered into your points totals totals for UCI rankings. Okay. So MVDP has all number ones. Hmm. What he can't, what he's missing out on that hmm. Wout has. World championships. World championships. Wow. Hmm. So he also could win a few. He could win like one more C2. Anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, all right. Quiz number two. Who's number one in the women's rankings? Matt. Matt. Santa Kant. Yes, yes, indeed. Man, it's that world champion that. Th- thing again. Indeed is that world champion hmm. thing. She has a pretty good gap. I don't think she's going to be losing anytime soon. Second question, and this is what we talked about last week. What what ranking does Marion Voss hold? Hmm. Well, she's front row. Oops. Well, I'm not gonna, okay, uh, yeah. I'll let Emily go for this one. Emily. 
Emily. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not like really a stats and numbers person over here. She's Did you like listen pretty, to the podcast She's in the second week? row. No, no I actually didn't get a front. chance to listen to your oh. last week's podcast. You got to pick a number between one and eight. Yeah. So I'm going to go with eight. She's actually, believe it or not, fifth. She oh. moved up this week. But wasn't she, she eight at one point? <laughs> She so, was she, last I week. remember you guys mentioned that she had moved from the second row to the first row. But she didn't race this week. I know. Huh. And so, she jumped two spots. Even after this weekend? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. That's, that's the most recent. Or is that, from, is that coming from the weekend before? This is the most recent rankings. And if you go to UCI website, they do have all these races up. I'm pretty sure it gets updated on Sunday. Hmm. Maybe someone, maybe one of our listeners knows. Um, hmm. But Marianne Moss has moved up two spots to fifth place. Well, that's right. that's impressive. So by that thinking, then the fact that I haven't raced very much at all, <laughs> I should be pretty highly ranked in Lambert right now. Funny you say that. Um, here's another quiz question: Guess who's the number one cyclocross rider in Louisiana right now? Ooh, Emily. Emily. Michael Bodeheimer. Yes, correct. Wow. <laughs> yes, this I've somehow <laughs> made even though it. I would beg to differ that it should be Emily Bissett. Well. Yes, you are the number one ranked female rider in Louisiana. Wow, I can't believe I'm sitting next to these two <laughs> superstars so you're right in now. The, this household. In their own home. I've been invited household. into their home. I know, right? Yeah. I believe it is because we show up to the most races, maybe. Mm. It partly has to do with that. It partly has to do with uh, Emily going to race in um, the Trek Cup right. and Jingle oh, yeah. Cross, getting some of those low points. Mm. Uh, my rankings probably to be number one has to be the A that I'm probably the one who's raced the most in Louisiana at this point. And I've, I've raced against Jack White and Peter Reed, who also were at Cincy, so they got some of those low points. It's a little point spillover. Yeah, so that is a really interesting thing, that you're getting your points lowered because you're racing people who went and raced hard races. Yeah. That's uh, kind of crazy. Even though you're not beating them. Like, you, right. you're not beating them and you didn't But just do being in their races. presence. <laughs> just being in their presence. Yeah, right. So, therefore, so, me just being in your presence you right now. Thank you to Jack White. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Matt, you might get a little bit... Your rankings might get a bump after this podcast. <laughs> um, and obviously, right, that's the thing. It's like, it, it doesn't... The ranking doesn't, doesn't, doesn't necessarily reflect the skill. Um, there, are, there are a few people on the list below me who have beat me many, many times. So, it's, it's just an interesting mathematical, mathematical uh, oddity of mm. the USAC ranking Wait, system. Wait, so you're ranked higher than Coppersmith? He's in Mississippi. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah see? Gotcha. Right. And yeah. Peter Reed. So there's also, also that. Also Mississippi. Jack yeah, White's also Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that I'm beating Wes is because all his Texas points just rolled off. Because oh. it was over a year ago. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Anyway, hopefully we haven't bored all our viewers um, at this point with um, mm. Bodie's stat corner. <laughs> Let's get back to the racing. Yes. So Let's do that. We had a big World Cup. Tabor mm-hmm. in the Czech Republic. Yep. Emily and I didn't watch it, really. So, Matt, uh, what happened? Tell us the details, um, but not a blow-by-blow. Blow. Pretty fast course. Uh, kind of a little bit, a uh, little bit, some slippy areas on that course. Uh, I did see a video in the women's race where it was like the first lap, and there was like a slight incline. Yes. And that just destroyed like half the field's race yeah we never really got like a close enough view to under i, I could never quite understand why that little spot was such a hang-up um i think it was slippery and uh you know that especially on that first lap there's a whole bunch of people going into it and i think probably yeah. people like crossing wheels and stuff and nikki bramier had a pretty a bit of a howler on that uh 
she she basically dropped way back from uh, from falling on that. Quite a few people mm-hmm. fell. Yeah, a lot of people. I think uh, Kitty Keo also had a really tough time in that section. Mm-hmm. Well, there was the, there was a run up, right? So there was a little staircase run up, and then there was a little ride up after that. And you really had to have your power down, and and it was slippery, and there's a whole bunch of people. So I think that was kind of like a combination of things. I was expecting, I saw a clip of that, and I was expecting to see some, like, Benny Hill, Hill music. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. Um, but I did see, speaking of Benny Hill, friend of the friend of the friend of the podcast, Helen Wyman, mm. did sort of, like, run up into the bunch of people, realize she couldn't get anywhere, and then just, like, walked calmly to the right yeah. and climbed the outside line. That's just experience. Like, this is not, yeah. and every, every, meanwhile, everybody's, like, still trying to go up the same spot. Um so, but that, I guess what happened in that women's race is there was essentially, it was like a, a group of seven who got off the front and yeah. they raced together the most of the race. Yeah, they were, it was basically, yeah, um, big group uh, together. And then uh, Lucinda Brand broke away on that last lap, I think, you know, about like halfway around that last lap and uh, got herself a gap and nobody could close her down. So, uh yeah, Brand wins, uh, Anne-Marie Wurst, and uh, Alice Arzufi um, with the podium. Arzufi Wurst. really hotting up her, her yeah. season. Mm-hmm. That win in Gavir was, uh, was pretty awesome. And yeah, she's looking really strong. And Wurst too, both of Wurst. them. Yeah, so like we've said in this podcast before, Wurst possible a world champion. Mm, potentially, uh, definitely. So... You had what two Dutch riders on that on that women's podium? Uh, question is, where's Voss? Hmm. Uh, Second week in a row, we haven't seen Voss. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Taking a little break, a I guess. Possibly, I don't know. I mean, does we need to we start? We I need mean, to she go- started her season early. She did a bunch of racing in the beginning. Maybe she's taking a break, like Evie just did. Yeah, a break. true. I mean, maybe did she race road this year? Uh, Voss? Yeah. Yeah, she won a bunch so of stuff. So maybe rode into cross, take a little break, mm-hmm. prep for this last block into uh, Worlds. Yep. We maybe need to be cruising the Dutch internets for news. Hmm. <laughs> as our last episode title said. <laughs> yes. So in the men's race... Um, well, actually, before we get to that, and you mentioned uh, Evie Richards, mm-hmm. and she was there. Uh, she, I think finished about 15th or something. Um, she didn't have a great race. She didn't have the best start. I think she was coming back from her break was just not used to the, and this was a really fast race. And I think she was a little bit taken aback at the start. Um, I think she, she posted on social media about that. Yeah. She said she forgot how fast, fast cross this cross race was going to be. Uh, but Alvarado was the top placed U23 in the race. That's right. And uh, she was looking really good. I think she was seventh. Um, does that does that move her into the? U20? No, Evie's still Evie's still leading the U twenty three. So speaking of world uh, overall rankings, I think Voss is still leading the World Cup rankings. Okay, but she wasn't sense. there. So what did, do they present a jersey? They, I mean, do they just omit that part of the celebration? And usually we see them present the jersey to the to the leader. Oh, she is okay. So she's. Is she still the leader? I believe so. I thought. Did Worst didn't go to the U.S.? No, no. Worst did not mm-hmm. go to the U.S. Okay, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Trot out a dummy and put the jersey on them. So Voss has had a first, a third, 
and a first and a, and a DNS so yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Looked, uh, I don't know. Any thoughts on the course? You guys watched a bit of it, right? You sort of. I mean, we were sort of watching and driving. Well, yeah. I was watching and driving. I was watching and also watching you driving. <laughs> <laughs> because he was watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was mostly driving. I was listening. I know. It was it was easier to watch the it was easier to drive and listen to the World Cup than it is to drive and not and listen and try and listen to the Dave A. because yes. yeah. answers. I was trying to do the commentary on that for she you. Was. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you? Uh, how would you say you rank compared to Ant Macrossan? Not in your commentary. Um, probably just as good. Yeah. Did you read out people's tweets? No, I did not. I did not. I no. did not get any tweets. <laughs> um. So let's move on to the men's race. Yep. Uh, big Did, shock, Vanderpool. Uh, Vanderpool. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't we even. Did not, yeah. We didn't even watch it because we just figured. Well, seeing that course, you just knew, right? I mean, it was. Just was there? Be... A, was there? So he was off by himself the entire time, or was there any sort of? Uh, close yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, I think he waited. I think he waited till the second lap, maybe, to uh, to break away. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty much all him. Um, Vanternout in second, and Lars Vanderhaar third for Vanderhaar. Pretty good. Yeah, three vans. Podium vans. Mm. Replace the podium pants. Three mans in a van. <laughs> three mans in a van. Yeah, we should definitely. They should definitely bring their podium vans. I mean, they all have van. They all have camper vans, right? They should stand on top of their camper vans. They should park the the camper vans in and arrange them in a podium fashion, sort of like yeah girls facing forward mm. they should have a ramp up from behind that they they basically drive up in their camper vans or or did they put ramps on the vans and they ride their bikes up, up on van. top mm, of the vans on top of the vans yeah with their podium bikes but you still each van has to be higher up than the next That's one true. right so the van has to go on a little podium as well oh so okay so there's a there's a there's a ramp that the vans drive up yeah. the podium then they they put ramps flyovers yeah on each van that they ride up mm. and then each of their vans has a podium bike holder that they place their bike and then they bust out their podium pants yeah and some confetti <laughs> in the background yeah definitely okay that sounds Great. good that sounds awesome wow van art seventh place yeah uh, not a great day for Wout and a uh, bit of foreshadowing. He did not show up for the day Ve Ve huh. the next day. Uh, but he was, I saw he had posted on social media that he was going to do some training there in the Czech Republic. And he was staying at a bed and breakfast called the Pensioni Stibar. So does Zdenek Stibar own a bed and breakfast? Hmm. Uh, I mean... I could see that, you know, sort yeah. of like uh, Mr. George Hancapi in Hotel Domestique. Yeah. It's like a training, training bed and breakfast. I don't know. Bed oh, maybe like Phil Gaiman's like Wattage Cottage. Yeah. Mm. Like come, come to Stibar's penthouse suites and get, <laughs> you know, really good massages and go on training rides. Yeah. On Stibar's favorite roads in the Czech. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd be up for that. All right, well, so World Cup, what else do we have? Uh, then we had Dave Ave the next day, uh, which that's going to be hard to do the World Cup. And then I think a lot of people straight after the race drove back to Belgium for the, to Hammer. 
How the, far apart are those races? It's like a good. I think it's like a twelve-hour drive. Oh, or yeah, actually, yeah, it's like I don't actually know. I'm yeah. being the ignorant American here. In the Czech Republic, in relation to Belgium, I don't know. Um, it's over the other side of the Alps. Quickly, or well, I guess it's like my east. Google Maps. It's a fair way. So let's put it that way. Hmm. It's not a. That's not like. That's not a short drive. But interesting how you know European the the European crosses will do that. But then they'd complain about coming to the U.S. for two races, which are, once you get here, they're only like, what? Three hours. Three apart. hours apart. They're three hours apart. Yeah. yeah. And all the cheese <laughs> you can get. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting that we've heard rumors that next year the UCI might go up to 12 World Cups, or they're opening up applications for promoters to mm. submit. How, how many World Cups are there currently? Nine. Oh. Well, London is one uh, that I think is definitely a very possibly going to happen. It's possibly definitely going to happen. Hmm. So, so that's the question is like, is that replacing one? Like, are they really going to do 12? Because um, I think if they do that many, I feel like you would see a lot less euros coming over the world cups in the states because yeah. now what does it even matter if two out of 12 Good point. um hmm. you know less than 10 percent of the points um per each race so i don't know yeah uh you know where the next world cup is coxada yeah coxada right. sun- sunday this sunday yeah it's coming up this weekend so uh, that should be a good one. I was really hoping there would be some sort of midweek uh, Thanksgiving cross races for us to watch. Maybe like a Black Friday cross. But <laughs> do they yeah. celebrate Thanksgiving in Europe? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Uh, and other, there's other races, obviously. We had... Well, Dave A. briefly. Oh, sure. While we start while we're there. Um, so really fast course. Really, that has a really cool section through the woods where it's all that, that's like single camera shot that goes across and it's all this like twisty ribbon swoopy with bermed corners and stuff. It looks like a really fun section to ride. Um, and that was basically a peloton and ended up with a sprint finish. Uh, in Well, in the women's race, it was a peloton with a sprint finish, which was pretty cool. And who won that? Anne-Marie Verst. Uh, Arzufi was leading pretty much all of that last lap mm-hmm. and really putting the power down. I don't know if she was trying to break away or if she was leading out first. It was really like the same six riders the entire, pretty much the entire race yeah. at the front. Um, I think, what's it, Ava Lechner fell off the back a little bit. Did, yeah. Caught back up a couple times. Compton was, Katie a, Compton. Compton was there a little bit. But yeah, I mean, also. they all caught back up by the end. And yeah, yeah. Was, like Compton was yo-yoing off the group. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was, and yeah, sprint finish. Um, uh, Kant was second, Van Loy third, and Arzufi was fourth. Um, she basically led out the sprint and ended up fourth. Um, there, it was. I don't know if you saw, but Sana Kant oh, posted yeah. uh, on Instagram it. a photo of her, I guess, on a podium, mm-hmm. being getting the podium boys. Giving her the kiss on the cheek. Oh, okay. Um, says something like best moment of the weekend. So I, I thought she had won the race, but I guess maybe she's a Dave Ave leader now. Uh, possibly. I don't huh. know. I was maybe. very confused by that uh, post. So okay. Um, also, so then I guess in the men's race, 
well, mm. super fast course. Uh, this was really, I mean, honestly, I think that uh, MVDP's coach had screwed up the scheduling and said, you've got a one-hour FTP test to do today <laughs> because... <laughs> Uh, although he failed at that because it only took him 59 minutes. <laughs> um, I, he didn't even, he, he didn't even get the, con he was too fast for the confetti cannon. <laughs> he didn't even sit up over the line. He literally was just going threshold. The through whole, the finish? Yeah, straight through the finish. He didn't even sit up. Wow. I, I seriously think he was like trying to do an <laughs> FTP. Maybe. A one hour lap. FTP. Maybe he had like a, a podcast he needed to record. He had to get back to his trailer in time. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, that has to be the fastest lap ever. You know, he must have done the fastest lap that's ever been done on that course. It was insane. But the thing was, so he got the whole shot. Tom Mewson was on his wheel. He dragged Tom Mewson behind, the whole way. Like, Mewson was just sat, sat in his slipstream the whole race until about two and a half laps to go where he was just, like, fell off. And wow. MVDP just kept going. Mewson end up, ended up finishing 45 seconds down. That's 45 seconds in two and a half laps. Wow. And then the rest of the bunch came in a good minute and a half, maybe a minute 45 back. That's crazy. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. And Sweek rounded out the podium. So Mewson is Vanderpool's teammate. Yeah. yeah. So Vanderpool was just like, sure. Yeah. Hop on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he probably wasn't, didn't, you know, was just riding super smooth. He's like... That's fine. You can sit on my wheel. <laughs> and Mewson, wow. Mewson almost completely had a yard sale. <laughs> Fast left-hander trying to hang on to, to, um, to Vanderpoel. <laughs> and it's this fast left-hander into a downhill. And he was like flying into... He actually hit the, um, the barriers um, and was, you know, off his saddle. His legs were all over the place. And somehow he managed to save it hmm. and, and keep going. I'm that race now. But yeah. there were moments where Vanderpol was looking back and I think probably sat up a little bit to for Mewson to get back on his wheel. Well, you just sold us on wanting yeah. to watch this yeah. race now. That's what we're watching before bed tonight. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd be interested to know what you think um, of the thing, but it was really a tour de force. I mean, it was it didn't make for exciting racing, but it made for just an amazing spectacle. Exciting training session <laughs> <laughs> on I live mean, just TV. The guy, the guy is just... <laughs> so far above everybody else well uh in other race news across the country sorry, not the country across the world they had the uh, nobuyama cup in mm. japan and the squid squad went there and i saw that sammy runnels won both days c1 c2 and anthony clark won the first day c2 but then lost in a two-up sprint to a Japanese rider, mm -hmm. don't know his name, but I think he got a lot of boost in his uh, UCI rankings. Yeah, um, for this the Sunday C or the Sunday C one, and uh, I think Emily Kachorek was on the podium both I think days she got too. Second, and yeah, I saw something about her getting second. That's good. She hasn't been racing a lot, so good to hear. Yeah, um, we also had the Major Taylor Cup out in I guess that's Indianapolis and here in the states. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually don't even know who won that race. I think Drew Dillman won. Rebecca Farringer? Rebecca Farringer won in Supercross, and that's oh. in New Jersey. We are super prepared today. Mm. Um, 
Let's see. Let's let's go to Major to Taylor Cross Cup. Yeah. So the Major Taylor, uh, Drew Dillman did win the the men's men's race, and uh, Sofia Gomez Villafañe won the women's race. Is that her first? Uh, I think that might be. Win? I think that's what I saw on the internet. That was her first UCI win, and she is done for the year. She's taking a break and going back to mountain biking. Huh. Um, Here's a photo of that sprint finish. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Went no. Back in time. Breaking news. Do, 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 no, do, I'm just do. looking at uh, Anthony Clark's uh, Instagram here. Okay. Sprint finish. That it's is cool. a photo finish. Photo finish. Does it say the guy's name who who beat um, him? Let's it's look. got his Instagram. Kohi Maida. Maida? Kohi Maida. All right. Announce that, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so Major Taylor day two. Uh, Eric Brunner. Not familiar with that name. I think he's a younger guy. Mm-hmm. And the women's <laughs> race, uh, Sofia Gomez Villafagne won again. I believe a friend of the podcast, Alan Krugoff, got uh, two top tens, I think he saw. I think maybe eighth place. And not sure what he got on day two, but it sounds like he also gave out a lot of chocolate. I was going to say, he's he's coming out to Ruts and Guts, right? He is. So I want to like awesome. make a request. Can I make a request for him to bring certain kinds of chocolates? I think so. And hopefully Alan listens to our podcast. So you should give the request now, but we'll also check in with him. Okay, so I saw somewhere on the Instagrams something about, I want to say it was like pretzel cover or like chocolate covered pretzel balls or something that Chocolate Love is making now. Mm -hmm. Saw those. And then also just our favorite, our family favorite is the uh, that dark chocolate mint. Ooh, Chocolove. that one is really good. That's like one of my favorite. They do favorites. an orange one too, don't they? That's also very good. Yeah. Yeah, but those those two things, the, those pretzel, the chocolate pretzels, that kind of caught my interest. And then the, uh, okay. the mint chocolate. Those are my requests, Alan, if, All right, you're, Alan. if you're listening. Alan, Alan, Alan. We're coming to Ruts and Guts. We're coming to Nats. We want chocolate. <laughs> um, I did see on his Instagram the other day, he put some chocolate bars in the microwave. That's right. And I guess just drank it. And I said, got to pour a shot into that. And he's, he said... Definitely. It was a little late in the day, uh, but next time in the morning, he'll do mm-hmm. that. Uh, maybe maybe we can uh, work some out. Oh, and, uh, I don't know, I don't know what know. we have to offer him, but... True. We can bring you, him more you zaps. Photos. You can do yeah, photos. I, I'll give him photos. Maybe we bring I'll more just zaps. bring some smiles. Yeah, there Cheers. you go. Cheers and smiles. Um, let's go to Supercross Cup because that was in day two. Rebecca Farringer. Mm-hmm. That was her first UCI win. Uh, Ruby West got her, I guess, at the line on day one. Um, so congratulations! I know if you follow along on her Instagram, she's had a pretty good season. Uh, really moving up closer to the top of the podium. Got outsprinted a few times this year. I think at DCCX by uh, Sunny Gilbert. So kudos to Rebecca Farringer. Always enjoy her Instagram stories. And Curtis White uh, won both days. And it looked like it was super muddy and snowy mm. so where where is that one held suffering new york okay suffering suffering i think it's just suffering okay well yeah i mean i thought it's like a cross i saw suffering <laughs> suffering suffering new york emily you're from new jersey do you know where that's at somewhere in new york <laughs> Okay, New York's a pretty big state. Yeah, All right. it's a really big place. Okay. I've actually never been to Suffern. All right, well, I, I think feel like that... it's on the train line, though. It's on. A, it's off of a train line, so. Okay. Would you take your uh, cross bike uh, on a train to Suffern, New Jersey? Hell 
yeah, I would. Okay. New York. I think that's enough about cross racing that we weren't at mm. that we're speculating about. Should we talk about some cross that? Well, before we move off the professional ranks, Matt, you said that Road is not dead still. No, Road is not dead. Uh, probably one of the, the, well, second only to the Saitama criterium. Yeah. We had the Shanghai criterium oh. this weekend. Oh, my God. Another... In China. Uh, another uh, fabulous, uh, uh, I'm, I presume this event is, uh, is uh, an ASO event. So, um, what, so these, when you say criteriums, are they actual criteriums? No, they're like they're like theater. It's, it's like well, speaking of which, there was the um, there was some Chinese opera featuring uh, Peter Sagan uh, and uh, Geraint Thomas and uh, and Marcel Kittel, uh, all dressed up in Chinese operatic gear. Quite, uh, quite so delightful. This is this is all done in the effort to spread cycling to the Chinese folks. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, and the UCI has been doing that for several years now with not a great amount of success. But I guess there's a lot of money behind this. To, I mean, if you're going to get Sagan out there and Garen hmm. Thomas and uh, Marcel Kittel, I'm sure the appearance fees are uh, pretty big for those guys. And if you're going to bring them all the way out there, you might as well get them something to do something. Right, like put them to work if you're going to pay them that much money. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, Pierre Latour looking uh, I lovely. You're joking? No, oh no no no. No, oh, let me Gary see. Thomas in oh, his yellow. Uh, wow, that. Yeah. Wow, that is a full set of gear of operatic gear. Oh. Um, did they have to race in oh. that stuff? That. <laughs> I would like to see some photos of them <laughs> that racing. Would, that would probably be better with the headdresses. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what road cycling does in November yeah. while we're racing cross. Yeah, it's it's a uh, pantomime. It's you know it's uh, so a little bit of musical road theater. Is not dead. <laughs> I, think, I think this has to be the nail in the coffin, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm just wondering if this is what we need to do to get more people interested oh in cyclocross God. or cycling in general. Mm. Yeah. So it's you know we've just so friend of the podcast uh, gave a little listener feedback and he mm. posted on my Facebook wall about names that we should you know what we should call cyclocross races instead of cyclocross races to get people to come out yeah and we settled on short track gravel fondos yes that's a good one so maybe we should do like costume themed short track gravel cross fondos people love costumes people love gravel yeah yeah um what people if you love call- being competitive in non-competitive things <laughs> What if you like call costuming. it? Call it, uh, yeah, costuming. <laughs> um, what if it was, you know, add in some of that like tough mudder uh, mm. terminology and stuff in there too? Yeah. You know? Do you do you know any of those terminology? All I know is tough mudder. There's, I don't know. There's a few of them, aren't there? There's like a few of those different. things. I've seen on people's like old, old high school friends' Facebook pages. Yeah. What they're up to now. Yeah. Doing tough. Oh, and you could do one of those. That's like that color run thing. Oh yeah! So everybody, oh everybody could wear white oh skin suits, and then they so could have pigment thrown at them. That oh. is such a good idea! Wow, white skin suits. Okay, I'm yeah. kind of liking this now. <laughs> well, I was also I was thinking, what if you what if you combined it with that um, the whole like um, escape room thing, or like your groups of people like go and like try to solve? Oh, the a zombie crime? chase would be good. <laughs> Wait, isn't that almost sort of just like a, an alley cat, like an escape room? style thing alley cat cyclocross races <laughs> yeah okay 
Yeah, but being chased <laughs> by zombies on bikes. We're really just throwing everything oh in the goodness. pot and put it all in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, so Road is dead. W- yes. Let's <laughs> let's go to some. Oh, do you not want to know the results from the uh, Shanghai no. criteria? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I'm sure Chris Froome won. He wasn't there. Oh, uh, but no, it was uh, Sagan actually beat Garrett Thomas in the sprint. Oh, what a surprise! In full costume. In, no, but they were in their Tour de France <laughs> okay. gear. He was in his green jersey and Thomas was in the yellow jersey. Yeah. Let's move on to a little more local stuff. The Ridgeland CX Festival and... To play us into that local race, uh, oh. we have our friend <coughs> T-Bone Myers with a little dispatch. Hey guys, happy Thanksgiving. Sorry I can't be there with you in person tonight. I'm a little tied up with laundry from the racing this weekend. I got home from the Ridgeland Cyclocross Cup and discovered I had an extra two jerseys in my race bag. Don't know where that came from. Anyway. Uh, all kidding aside, I am in Charleston, South Carolina with my family celebrating Thanksgiving and, and can't be there. So thank you, Emily, for subbing in for me tonight. Great weekend of racing. Um, highlights for me were surviving the sort of epic yard sale that started the Sunday race for me. Um, happy to have not broken any more bones or separated any more shoulders in that one. One of the reasons that I enjoy racing cyclocross is that uh, landing on grass typically makes for a softer landing. So I was able to jump up from that and brush myself off and uh, wind up winning that winning that race. So um, all a uh, good laugh uh, at, at my expense for a, a pretty substantial gaffe at the beginning of that race, but um, can laugh about it now and, and that's good. Um, but really the highlight for me above that was on Saturday racing with Tiffany Landry going toe-to-toe with her and our race coming down uh, to a, a dead heads-up sprint for the win and um, and I was able to, to walk away with it. Um, really proud to, to have beaten Tiffany in that race and um, she and I had a super serious high five afterwards. It was really one of the best racing experiences I've ever had. And and thank you, Tiffany, for uh, really making that race for me. Um, Guys, enjoy it. I'll be back to check in a little bit later in the broadcast with some news about Lambra. So thanks to T-Bone for that dispatch. He had a very eventful weekend. (laughs) (laughs) No comments. I wasn't there, so I can't yeah, really no, say much he, about this. He did. He raced a lot. His whole family was there. Um, not, I guess not the day that he took the yard sale, but yeah. So I mean, that was pretty, pretty hilarious. Also, like you said, glad he didn't hurt himself because T Bone Malone has known to uh, bust some bones. Um, but yeah, there's we we played in the our podcast is played in by the audio from the video I shot of Townsend going over the handlebars, uh, Rolando set up the course backwards or we reversed the course backwards for day two instead of coming down a curb mm. on day one the whole shot was up a curb which was kind of interesting you know got everybody thinking um yeah that's not something that you see a lot at least in other i mean of all the racing i've done i've never encountered a curb um and it was it was interesting 
It was, I think that Rolanda said he got a little bit of pushback from some of the parents about it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just like, if you can't ride it, you run it. So, I mean, I couldn't ride it. I ran it and put me at a disadvantage. And that's just how it, that's, that's cross. That's how it works. You got to learn the skills and to be able to do the, the obstacles. So, yeah. Yep. No, very true. I mean, if you think about, um, the world cup, they were bunny hopping in and out of a cement fountain. Yeah. So it really, I mean, I think sometimes usually if there's a curb, a lot of times you'll see some sandbags in front of it. Mm. Um, it wasn't would have been nice sandbag or two. Could sandbag have been would have been nice. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I, I found that I was able to ride it by, you know, popping the nose up and then bringing the back up, not in a bunny hop, but in a, right. a two movement. Yeah. Um, and it, I didn't feel like it slowed me down. I, my legs mostly slowed me down. Um, but yeah, Townsend, he essentially did he, I don't know how he, I guess he, he popped up his front wheel, but it didn't go high enough. So it hit the curb mm. and it kind of forced him into a nose manual that he rode for like <laughs> you know, a split second. If yeah. you pause the video, it's, it looks like, you know, um, that guy who does, you know, trials riding on his road bike. Yeah. Um, but he went over and, uh, but dust himself off and won that race. Like I said, he won two jerseys. Um, I mean, so the jersey for two separate, so two separate categories. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Emily the... also won a jersey. Bodie also won a jersey. I also won a jersey. A little bit of. So well, that means, hang on, Townsend's got a spare. Is that what you're saying? Townsend has a spare. Okay, well, you know. Yeah, Townsend won the Masters 50 plus, and then the Cat 4 5 40 plus. Mm. So, if you split the races up into enough uh, categories, everybody can get on the podium. Now, it was Masters 50 plus, that was at a different time to the Cat 4 5 40 plus. So, he did actually do two two separate races each day. He did. Yeah. Which is hard. And as he said in the second race, uh, Tiffany Landry lined right. up in the men's four or five and they had a pretty epic battle yeah they um, really did they were they were neck and neck all the way through the sprint i mean he he just out sprinted her barely yeah no it was great i mean they i mean they were but they were back and forth mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. each lap one would be in the front and then tiffany would be in the front and we thought that tiffany was moved to sitting on townsend but i think that he was pushing her pretty hard and I think he he uh, got in front for this the, for the sprint and and got her and uh, like he said they um, shared a pretty cool moment afterwards. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I think it it really just comes back to like the idea of just like racing against people mm-hmm. and having someone at your sort of athletic level. Yeah, that makes it that much more fun. Yeah, um, I mean that makes that's what makes racing fun is having somebody at your level to race with. If you don't have people that are at your st- same skill set, have your same sort of ability, or like within a certain range of that, it's just you just might as well be practicing by yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know you know um, in years past, Townsend and myself have had a bunch of uh, really good. Uh, that you is know, the era of battles cross. for like sixth, seventh place. Uh, or whatever, but it's uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, that's the era of cross that I remember coming mm. into cross was Matt Matt and Townsend. Matt, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys also had like um, best dressed. We did. <laughs> that's right. We did. You did. That's right. <laughs> Somebody had the ascot. Somebody yes. won by an ascot. Uh, I think we both had an ascot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was fun. I had a pipe as well. Um, 
But uh, yes, uh, well, I, I'll uh, I will hopefully be there back again for uh, for at least. I don't think I'll be keeping up with Townsend this season though, because no, uh, he's flying he's this flying. year. He's 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 doing really well, and I think he's going to put in his upgrade for Cat Three. He's got the points, um, and the plan is for him to line up in the uh, one two threes. Yeah, I think on Sunday at wow. uh, Ridgeland. That After is he's be... done his master's races, just, you know, yeah. mm. to throw in and me and Townsend can... Uh... Do it like Coppersmith, use That's the master's cool. as a warm-up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, another great race we saw, or not everybody saw, but I actually was able to see, um, was Tiffany Landry in the Women's Open race on Sunday beat Kaylee Burndine. Burndine, yeah, Burdine. that's right. Who is a really strong mountain bike racer? She's, yeah, she's, yeah, pro she's pro ma- mountain yeah. bike racer, right? Yeah, yeah, pro. Um, and and she came out to Hattiesburg. Kaylee Burden came out to Hattiesburg and uh, had a battle with Tiffany and seemed seemed to kind of ride away from her. She did, yeah. Um, Tiffany said she could not she could not hold on, and I think that Tiffany came to this race with like her game, like her A game, like she was ready to. I mean, I don't think she knew that Kaylee was coming. But when she saw Kaylee was there, like she was like, "Oh, it's going down." Do you down. think it had anything to do with that? The fact that the Ridgeland course um, was literally all turning all day. I do. Mm. Yeah, I think that that course um, was something that. I mean, Kaylee doesn't have like she's done some cross racing, but it doesn't. That's not like her major. Was she on a cross bike? Yeah, she was. She yeah. was on a cross bike. Yeah, um, and she's crazy strong i mean they're both really really strong but i think tiffany's done so much more cross and just like has gotten her skills have gotten so much better yeah i wish i, I could have re- seen the finish i was like a half lap behind them <laughs> probably like 30 seconds back from both of them so they so at what least. they did uh, this weekend it was at the men's open or men's elite the one two threes and the women's open raced at the same time and they did a thing where they just decided the the women would race six laps and the men would race ten, um, so the officials didn't have to really mess around with trying to do two different length races at one time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it probably was going to be a ten lap race anyway for us. We're doing like six minute laps. Um, so I guess the report is that Kaylee went out. We went out. The men went, went out super hard, and. Uh, Kaylee was right behind you guys. Tried to stay with us, and I mean, I I eventually got popped off, and so I mean, she got popped off too. I mean, I was looking behind me for Kaylee to come up, and and I I didn't, I wasn't sure. I thought she might actually beat me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she's super strong, um, but the way the way we were positioned in the lap, though, I got to watch the final sprint between them, and so that was kind of cool to see. Um, it was funny. I was dying. Trying to catch back up to Wes, who was in his <laughs> third race of the day, God. and rode me off his wheel, um, which made me stoked for Wes, <laughs> <laughs> strongly, <laughs> but also a little bit bummed that I couldn't like have that epic battle with him mm. as I did the day before with Kurt. Um, but it put me in a unique position to watch Tiffany and Kaylee do it. So that was that was great to see, and I think. Uh, well- the- yeah, and I mean, Tiffany typically comes out to DSGP and, like, rides away from everyone, and that's kind of her thing. And I think it she was really stoked to have somebody to to battle it with. And, like, I know that she's battled Kay- Kaylee before and lost to her, and, like, to be able to beat her was a huge accomplishment. I think Tiffany was, like, probably more excited about that win than any of her other wins because that's just what we were saying. It's what it's about is, like, having somebody that you're – 
trying that you you don't know that you can beat that you're working against you know makes it fun yeah i think tiffany said that she almost almost shed a tear Mm -hmm. she was so excited so that was awesome i mean kudos to rolando for putting on the 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 weekend races i mean super twisty course not a lot of features um so he threw in a lot of turns i mean it's a cool park it's a nice park but it was uh... (sighs) a course man (laughs) That, that course was i I enjoyed that course last year because, and it was pretty similar last year, and I really enjoyed it because it was just really different from anything else um, in our our regional series. Um, I think I also, I think I also got the best of Kim McLean there, and that like mm-hmm. will forever make me happy. But, um, but no, that course is so much. It's so much. So many turns on the same little small bit of land and so he uses every little bit of that park right and so you're just constantly going back and forth on the same it, it all looks the same to me it was like a sea of blue tape and yeah. i could never i raced three times over the weekend and i could never figure out where i was going ever like i knew a couple of sections of the course and the rest of it was all just like here's hoping i'm gonna take the right line into this turn i don't know yeah, I I wrote it I wrote it twice the first day and I and the, I got it down that second race on the first day but the but the second day I only did one race and I made I it took me five laps to figure out all mm-hmm. those turns which once again it's like okay that's another lesson like you really like you got to pre ride the course and it is tricky um, when it's that much tape to tape next to each other like yeah. it is hard like you just mentioned it's hard to find like landmarks where you so, can learn turns that would be an awesome course if you're going to do something like that to like have one side be one color (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just putting it out there as a suggestion that would be great that would require that would be a lot of forethought Um, i know but that would be interesting but Mm. i'd love to see that sometime some directional taping it would be awesome on a course like that in particular um gotta give a shout out to the harkies yeah single-handedly keeping the lambra crossing alive Sort of like a like sort of like a CX oh safe harbor. They're mm. like, they're like our little home away from home. They're like our our like adoptive parents or something like that. So how many people were staying at uh, the hotel uh, Harky? Well, you had the full my the Bissheimers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had the full Myers clan, which included also two dogs Emma and Sarah and two dogs. Yep, and we had Taylor. That's right, Taylor Reinhard. and Wes and Arlo, and then Wes and Arlo. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Allison made me a pretty amazing oh. breakfast sandwich both days. It was uh, pancakes, eggs, and bacon. It was so good <laughs> that she made me one the second day. I was jealous. It's yeah. like my new. I think it's like my new race, either recovery snack or pre-ride well, fuel. I think it it requires a second race. Like that's a sandwich that you don't just get to eat. Like you eat oh. that if you have like you race early, then you eat it, then you race again. Okay. That mm. was that was my. And it was it was beautiful. It was a wonderful. Sandwich. It was yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's uh, Rolando uh, stepped up this year. Two weekends of racing. That series is done. Um. Now we're on to finishing out the DSGP series, which is uh two more weekends, two more double weekends, and then this weekend we've got the Dirty Donut Omnium. I just wanted to also say yeah. for, to Rolando, um, or about Rolando that. I think it's really awesome that he's putting on this series and like all the criticism I might have had about tape and 
how hard it was to navigate. Like that's not, I'm, I'm super excited that there's, you know, just more racing to be done and all the hard work that he's put into having that hosting that series and, you know, getting yeah. traction, trying to get traction. I yeah. agree. Young people into cross. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's really focusing on the juniors, which I think is, is honestly, it's a great idea. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I'm, I'm taking some of those things that I, from his races and we're going to try and apply them towards Harbor Master Criterium. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little harder with the Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series, but we do want to make sure that we, that as he said in the Lambert meeting, and we'll get to that, that the juniors aren't just an afterthought slapped onto the end of the race, but you really right. find a way to, to properly incorporate them. I mean, it, it's kind of the same for any category, like the women, mm-hmm. masters, trying to really thoughtfully put all those categories into a race where they are put in a manner that, that best serves the racers, the promoters, and the overall scene. Well, it's funny. I had that same thought about, I mean, just how then we the, he added in those first-timers races. But then those were sort of at the end. Like, someone has to be at the end. Well, the um, end doesn't have to be, be a bad thing. That's true. The end, I mean, we, I mean, this is a topic I love to talk about. I mean, <laughs> the end should be like, everybody should be still still be there. Like, you, you know, you go to elite race. Yeah. yeah. And the end is like the, the big It's event. the main show, mm-hmm. right? People, Everybody's still there. But the, the end of... Our races, you know, usually it's the one, two, three men, and there's literally, you know, only the people who are connected by love or blood are still there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, but that's the, I mean, that is the difference, and it's something that... We're also not pros, so... Well, yeah, and it's also something that, but even, even at the kind of pro level here in the States, you know, um, you know, I think this is something that Alan brought up mm-hmm. with us, is that it's, it's a participation thing, not a, not a... Um, um, spectator, spectator, yeah, right. No one's not, coming out to those events that aren't related to it in some way, or don't, you know. Have yeah, I mean, grandmas racing, are going or, to yeah. Dave Ave, you know, to mm-hmm. watch to yeah. watch cyclocross. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. And they're not they're not the grandma of somebody in the race. Yeah, well, like, I will say that that's one thing that is kind of cool about the women open being with the men's open or the men's one two three race is that um, there's actually people watching. Mm. where I feel like sometimes if there's only a, a few women racing, like there's just not a lot of yeah excitement, yep. especially as races get spread out. So it's kind of nice to have. Well, it was, I think it's a good idea if we don't have the huge fields, then you just pack more people on the, on the yeah, race course Yeah, it, it was well. nice to be the start line with a bunch of people. I'm not sure how, like... I mean, did I like lapping people twice? Yeah. It was fine. Like, yeah. we all communicated and, you know, sport leader back yeah. or last place back, you know. Um, but I can imagine if I was, like, in a dead, like, heat with someone, like a fight. Yeah. And we had kept coming up against lap riders yeah. more than once. Mm. It's like that lap, lap rider can be used offensively. Totally. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even Even in the small races that we're in, sometimes I think about, like, who can I get between me and the other person behind me? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's true. So, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I want to give a few shout outs to some of our teammates. Uh, Emma Scott won the Cat 4 5 women's That's race. That's right. Yeah. Uh, She's super strong. Andrea Santiofani won the Masters. It was awesome to plus. see her come out and race. She's yeah. not been at a lot of races this year, but she's been kicking butt when yeah, she's come out. Strong rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's super strong. Um, also on a new bike. Yeah. Cool, cool little focus. Yeah. And shout out to Ali Mariano who made it yeah, onto a podium Allie. in the women's four or five. Nice. Also, Catherine came out. Um, Catherine. Catherine yeah. was there doing an awesome job and like just having so many people come out on Saturday was cool. It was good. It was great. I think to see Emma everybody. and Catherine both came to the last uh, 
the last Mississippi Cup too. So yeah. It was nice to have some more people come out and participate. Good showing by Urban South. We bring the party. We do. Yeah. Indeed. Um, and the beer. And the beer. Yeah. There's some good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those two things are connected in this some way. This is an alcohol-free park, so mm. <clears throat> we didn't bring the beer. Okay. We didn't. No. <laughs> um, but so, you know, in between Saturday and Sunday's races, we had the annual Lambra meeting. Mm. Um, which we'll let uh, our friend T-Bone lead us off on. Okay. Well, guys, I may not have won the popular vote, but it was an electoral college landslide, and I am honored to report that for the next two years, I will be the president of the Louisiana and Mississippi Bicycle Racing Association. We had our Lambra annual meeting in Ridgeland this weekend, and really happy with the crew we've put together to sort of direct Lambra's affairs over the next couple years. Dustin Drews, our new vice president, Rolando Roman, our new secretary and communications director, and Randy Leger, our new treasurer. We also established the position of coordinator for each of the major cycling disciplines, road cycling, track cycling, mountain bike, cyclocross, and uh, gravel new this year. and really working hard to try to coordinate those disciplines uh, through the umbrella of Lambra so that racers can get greater exposure to each of those and that individuals are able to find their interests amongst the variety of disciplines. And if anyone in the Louisiana and Mississippi region is interested in competitive bicycle racing, that they'll have an opportunity to sort of go to one place to find all of the opportunities to do that. And that events will be permitted uh, and coordinated and scheduled uh, all under the umbrella of LAMBRA so there won't be any confusion or any problem communicating all of those various opportunities to all of the interested people in the Louisiana and Mississippi region. Look, it's really challenging at this point in time. Numbers are down across the country, and it's a real challenge to to grow competitive bicycle racing. But I think we've got a great crew put together. I think we've got a good roadmap for success, and I'm really interested in up for the challenge of the next couple of years to try to help grow this sport that that I and, and all of us really love so much. So thanks for the opportunity, everybody, and, and I hope I don't disappoint. So guys, look, I'm going to sign off for the week. Happy Thanksgiving to you all and to everyone listening. I will see you all after the holiday. Well, that was a nice fireside chat yeah. with <laughs> our new president. A message from the president. Oh. Townsend Myers. Lambra president elect or not even elect straight up the president. Um, Good meeting. Does he take office immediately? He he does take office. Yeah, he was sworn in. Actually, I don't know. He actually might take (laughs) office next year. I think. think, Okay. I think January. Um, So yeah, we won't go too much into that. Um, Three big things that were taken away: youth movement. Mm -hmm. Let's think about the juniors. Let's bring them in. bringing gravel try to bring gravel under the lambra umbrella also bringing mountain bike under lambra umbrella okay and really just trying to also all the disciplines support each other and um because a lot of us like to race bikes and we want to 
keep this thing going and we can share equipment and, uh, you know, resources and uh, help promote each other's races. So, yeah. I know I didn't I didn't hear track lacrosse on that list. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> track lacrosse is still pretty fringe. Yeah. Uh, you know, like if 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 they're talking about track lacrosse at the Lambert meeting, no one's going to want to do track lacrosse. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll leave that to Taylor Mills and Nola Fix to keep that fire burning strong. And yes, I'm still the upgrade coordinator. No one wanted to take that from me. <laughs> I actually didn't want to give it up. I have too many spreadsheets now. I'm invested in my spreadsheets. Um, but I don't have a good segue. To what? Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned about you getting a uh, uh, about you getting in the pain cave. Yeah, and getting a new right. trainer. <clears throat> and uh, I guess we're going to have a little report back and see how it's been going. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's get into techno. A new segment? Oh, it's... Techno time? Techno time. This is tricky. This is techno time. All right, so we're actually in our uh, living room, which has been kind of a... Makeshift pain cave. Makeshift pain cave. Makeshift is the yeah. word there. <laughs> yeah. See, your your kicker is right there. My kicker yep. is kicking it. Yeah, we have a kicko kicker. Core. Really ties the room together. <laughs> it really does. I, I got wow. bike grease on the thing when I took it out of the box. So um, yeah, so I've had three rides on the kicker core. Matt, you had to come over and kind of help me set some few, few things up. I did. Came and gave some tech support. You yeah. did, and I think I kind of understand how to use it. Um, there was a bunch of questions that I should have asked you guys. Um, question, do I need to wear a helmet? Uh, <laughs> you know, I always go by the rule of uh, safety third, and uh, so, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, okay, helmet, helmet. I have, I have actually fallen off the trainer. How many beers uh, did you drink before you fell off the I didn't trainer? have any beers. I was doing sprints oh. on the trainer, <laughs> and my quick release was not tight enough, and my oh. bike actually came off at the back. I thought I'd broken my chainstay, actually. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah. So, yeah, I'd say helmet, maybe not a bad idea. Not Knee bad. pads, possibly, too. <laughs> Knee pads. <laughs> uh, also, do you put on cycling socks when hmm. you ride the trainer always why wouldn't you not wear cycling socks yeah i don't i don't know i feel like maybe kind of, i'm admitting that socks is it's like a fashion thing for me are you not wait would you go sockless yeah exactly no what i are you would just wear about? my regular socks that i've been wearing that day oh. See, like I, what like business socks i know <laughs> like <laughs> no i wear i wear ankle socks oh. normally oh well they Sorry, but the very strict UCI rules are now being <laughs> now true. being enforced. We haven't even mentioned this. I know, I know, and this is like wow. And there's a lot <clears> to <throat> say about that. I could say a lot, but uh, just I don't care about your socks anymore. Just just come race your bike. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So so socks, yes. Helmet, yes. <laughs> Do you know what I also realized? I don't. I don't. I'm, uh, Joel joking aside about the helmet. I actually wear a cap. Because I sw- because mm. of sweat, it helps uh, uh, helps it not run into my eyes. That I mean, I wear a cap normally. Would never for, wear a cap on the trainer for the sweat reason. Yeah. So and I've been using you know just like 
wiping a towel on my face, but sweat is uh, caps a good idea. I'm, I'm thinking even better would to be go like Eno Fignon, uh, Team Renault, and have a, a big. I was about to say sweat towelling uh, sweatband. Sweatband, I would do. Yeah. For okay. Sure. Sweatband. I think we should bring back cycling sweatbands. All right. I'm I'm excited to see you on the uh, trainer with the sweatband, babe. I use it first. One last thing, what I realized about the indoor trainer um, mm. is that you can you can have trainer bibs. Oh, okay. Oh. These are your old bibs that are oh. see-through. Is what you're saying? Yes. Not safe for work bibs. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The the only the the bibs I would only ride on a ride by myself or with Emily. <laughs> I do have a pair now of trainer bibs. Trainer. I have a pair that got ripped on one leg, and I could have sent them back to Rafa, but I just resigned them to the trainer, and they're a little bit faded. So yeah, I do have a pair of trainer bibs. So yeah, so what we got to figure out here is Emily. Emily hasn't ridden it yet. Uh, we we both we, we went in together on this thing, and I've I've gotten all the rides out of it. Mm. Um, it had it literally <laughs> had my bike on it until I just took it off right now. Yeah. Um, I I have a bit of a hate affair with the trainer generally. Mm. Um, I've never tried a smart trainer, so I'm excited to kind of give it a go. I got on Bodie's bike the other day. It was a little bit too tall. Yeah. So I couldn't quite get the feel, but you know, I was trying trying it out. It was already up on the on the trainer, so I was giving it a try. And it was so pretty... what what software were you uh, using on it? I just pedaled a few times, just oh, to see so... how, just literally <laughs> a literal feel. I wanted to see how oh. it felt because my big thing with the with the trainer is just that it it feels so different from mm. riding your bike outside. I mean, I know that any trainer is going to feel different, but it feels the res- the way the resistance is mm-hmm. feels like someone's literally just pulling like holding on to you from behind and like pulling you down right in a regular trainer and it's like zero percent fun yeah um yeah i agree i, I mean th- i think for me the, me the thing like i i really like zwift i think yeah. zwift's really good because you can do different stuff on it and you can do actual kind of yeah, I think you did a recovery ride on there, right? Which I we did, just like riding around London, or yeah, which is pretty boring, I gotta say. And I don't, I don't think I could do many recovery rides on Zwift. But uh, probably better to do it. You were on a flat course though, as well, pretty flat, right? Yeah, I'm recovery ride. I don't yeah. want to do a recovery ride well, in the mountains. You have some like little some ups and downs and stuff. So, uh, but uh, I I don't know. I like I like having something like seeing where I'm going and stuff. And I think that helps as well. The doing like the training, the like if you're doing intervals on there, yeah, and actually being able to see where your your next interval starts and where your and where it ends, oh, like up the I road. I didn't think about that. Is kind of interesting that you're actually looking to where you've got to got to go to. Um, it's so kind of- I did I did a workout. I I created a workout in Training Peaks, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool that you can do that even with the free Training Peaks. And then I got that onto my Wahoo somehow, ported it, did something. I don't know what I did. It's weird. I think they just sync up. If they sync up. If you've got that training Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and then so I did, so I lo- so then I did the erg mode. What is which, that? Which is much better than the not erg mode, I yeah. think, for the internet. But you kind of have to learn how to ride erg mode. There's some tricks to it. You got to get spinning. So when the... Yes and no. I don't know about no, yes and no because I, I was do. always way in a way too low gear when like the zone five interval came on uh, 
And I was like grinding away. We would go from like 70 RPM to like 50. I'm like, what is this? And then I realized if I got my RPMs up, yeah, it was a little better. So before the interval kicks in, you kind of like rev up your little 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 legs and then it's a little bit easier. Yeah. So basically erg mode um, is that, let's say you you tell it what your FTP is, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you said, and, and um, let's say you're doing, uh, I don't know, let's say you're doing like under overs or whatever. And so you'll have like a recovery thing and it'll set the resistance and say, okay, you are going to put out around 60 or 70 watts, okay? And you're going to, and so it'll set the resistance on the train. You don't have to change gear at all in erg mode. You can just leave it in one gear. So that would work for this whole 10 speed, 11 speed yes. situation we have going yes. on. That would work. Okay. And so you ride along and then it's like, oop, interval coming up and it's going to be just sub threshold, you know, um, whatever, like mm. 300 watts, whatever, let's say. <laughs> you know. I don't know what mine is right about now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's going to make you put True. out 300 watts. You will have to put out 300 watts. The weird thing about erg mode that some people don't like is it's not going to let you go over 300 watts. You're going to put out within... Yeah, you can go watts. a little bit over. I learned, but then, but the, it'll 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 work with you yes. to, to bring you it'll back adjust down. It. It'll yeah. always keep adjusting it to what your what your. Uh, Sounds great for training. Yes, it is. So for yeah, certain, for certain kinds of training, it's hard. It, it's a little tricky for like short burst sprint training because it takes a while to get up to that resistance, and then um, sometimes you can have those where I've had them where I've actually just locked where like especially like towards the end of a workout because it requires you to put out that kind of watts. That it's asking for um i've had it where my legs have gone and it will <laughs> you basically will grind to a halt because you just don't have the power to keep going huh. but then you can skip that segment and go back to the recovery or whatever so what we're trying to figure out and is that you like i don't think i'm going to do zwift because i don't you can't have two people on one zwift, zwift account mm. yeah but can i just get my own zwift so you could okay so what's the issue with that well then I don't feel like I should also have my own. I feel like I just I don't know. Does do we both need our own Zwift accounts or yeah, all this? Because it's going to be set up for you for your um, a in Zwift unless you want to do some cross dressing, which is you know that's fine. That's your <laughs> choice. Uh, you're either going to be tell Zwift that you're a man or a woman and what you weigh and yeah. what you're. And you're you're not going to weigh the same, and you're not going to have the same. No, uh, I know. Is this, is, whole... is this like a? Is this like how some people, some couples have like you know like the shared, shared Facebook, Facebook account or whatever? Is, so is this weird. like <laughs> shared Zwift you wanna, account? No, that's like, no. My thing together. was like my thing was like <laughs> I don't feel like our household can do any uh, more cycling accounts. Oh yeah, we do. Like have... I don't think I should pay for more like. From Flow Cross to NBC Gold <laughs> well, to, just to Strava be, Premium. I pay for all those. <laughs> okay, that's true. Yeah. You have the Strava Premium. <laughs> so what you're saying is I should you buy don't this. want Emily to have to pay for another account. <laughs> so why don't you buy those accounts? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe you're getting Zwift for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> it is so a gift. You know what would, know would be giving. a really good Christmas present? Is what? if you would like... Help me get that set up, the trainer set up for me. Totally. No, I, no, I think I think this is it. So here's the thing. I figured that I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own coaching next year. Well, not really. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a coach kind of, but I'm gonna create my own plans and training mm-hmm. peaks. Use my power meter on my road bike so it's consistent mm-hmm. and and ride that way. Emily doesn't have a power meter. She can use the Zwift 
or yeah. whatever trainer power meter. Yep. And she can do she can create workouts in Zwift and also you get the benefit of looking at things as opposed to looking at the wall. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty terrible. It's a big difference. So make set it up as the most friendly for Emily, the person who has the most hate for the trainer. I do hate the trainer. Mm. That seems like the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wanna do more I wanna do some actual training then you can you yeah you get it you could get ready to do an ftp test oh, on the trainer though mm-hmm. That's yep just you need the power the ramp test those are those are really fun oh man <laughs> anyway i guess i feel like we probably got a little long yeah um but before we leave before mm. we close out the show i do want to say that we did get an email oh. from one of our listeners um, about this topic. So I'm just going to go ahead and I don't know if I should read the whole entire email to all y'all, but Alex Cormier, friend of the podcast, teammate. Yep. He said, Dear Yeah You Ride, long time listener, first time caller. Really enjoyed the latest episode of the podcast, so much so that I found myself yelling at the car radio when the discussion turned to smart trainers. Glad you're listening in your car, Alex. Mm. I thought I could add a few points to discussion consideration to the Bissenheimer trainer purchase. Hmm. I recently purchased a kick cord to replace my 10-year-old Cyclops Fluid 2. I had the same thing. Yep. I really like it, and it's quiet as a mouse. Mm. Um, so then he just kind of goes into what the difference are. Says extra, it's cheaper to kick a core, so we can buy a mat or a fan, mm-hmm. which I learned you definitely, definitely need those two different. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have a mat, and I'm gonna get one because uh, it's it, first of all, it's really. Dep- I think I'm gonna rot through. I just oh have the bare. God. I have bare plywood, and I think it's like when you see the pool oh, of of, no. uh, of sweat on there, you're like, I think I'm gonna rot through. So the floor it's like. Pain cave slash flop house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I am. uh, Yes, I'm going to get myself a mat. But yeah, yeah, I'd say the more fans, the merrier as well. Mm -hmm. So Alex brings up another good point. Says when it comes to training programs, there are a couple other things to consider. One being the device you plan to use. My ancient MacBook Pro couldn't run Swift without major delays. So mm-hmm. he's going to train a road. Oh. So that's a good point for us. What right. are you going to use Zwift on? Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. I don't have anything. Uh, your iPad. My iPad is kind of ancient too. Uh, Question. Could you do Zwift on a Chromebook? Mm, possibly. I don't know. It's Yeah, I mean, I think at low res, if it's not too old a machine, it's probably so okay. what would you what would you what would you do if we're gonna put the pain cave in our office bike room? Mm-hmm. She needs to have a monitor to watch Zwift. She's I mean, what should she do? If we're if you're buying new stuff, we're not gonna right. use my laptop because I use it for work. Yeah. yeah. Her iPad is super old. Uh I think the cheapest option for a, like if you were getting a new device to do it with is the Apple TV. The new Apple TV, and then you can hook that up to so, monitor. So the Apple TV is just like essentially a computer that you hook up to a monitor. Yeah, it's basically yeah, it's like a it's like a Roku or whatever yeah, type device or whatever you can. I yeah. can get a cheap monitor. Right? Yeah, monitors are cheap. Yeah. Um, Apple TV, I think it's like one hundred six. Oh, my mom was trying to give away her, her old TV to us. The only issue with that oh, though, Bodie, is your if you're going with power off your pedals and not off the trainer. Uh, not the not the power off the off the kicker. If you're use, using your pedals, I uh, don't think you can hook up your ANT device dongle to the Apple TV. So, well, she'll be fine. Yes, 
I, Absolutely. Yeah. I'll have to hmm. figure something else out. You can always just hook up your laptop. Yeah. yeah. Or I can bust out a DVD player and put in a DVD of uh, some race. You could watch uh, American Flyers. <laughs> I was just I thinking know. I could get like... <laughs> We're going to have to talk about all this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well... Aesthetics are important too. No, that's true. That's true. Okay. We're not junking up our room. Okay. Okay. So you didn't like the look at Matt's Pain Cave? My, uh, I my, actually haven't seen Matt's Pain Cave. Oh, I've just heard about it. It's yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, it's uh, yeah. It's it's still it's full of uh, chemicals and uh, <laughs> paint thinners and things like that. Uh, Sounds good for heavy breathing. The room. Yeah, I do like to do a little huffing while I'm uh, <laughs> light the huffing. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, on that note, uh, I think we should get out of here um, before we, uh, you know, gets too late and we bore our listeners to death. Yeah. So, Emily, do you want to start the sign-offs? Um, all right. Well, this is Emily Pizza Boss Bissett signing off saying, you can't go, you don't have to go home, but wait, I'm already home, so I'm going to stay here. <laughs> well, uh, this is DJ Socherio. Uh, saying I do have to go home. Oh, check out my SoundCloud. Uh, mm. I just uploaded five hours, a five-hour edit of the uh, of the uh, Swamp Otter Classic uh, DJ set, um, featuring a great forty-five minutes of, uh, of Fleetwood Mac Listen in there during the that. women's race. Uh, and uh, I will be seeing the Bissettheimers in our pain caves virtually. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the Bodie Bodie saying, I did start to listen to your six and a half hours of <laughs> music this morning. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send us an email at yayyouride at gmail.com. You can always leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. And I will see everybody at the Dernit, Dirty Donut <laughs> Omnium <laughs> this weekend out of the uh, spillway. So good night.